Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> Broadcast from an orange sidewinder and hosted by a vending machine technician, it's Lave Radio. Would you like to reorder Raider Ring? Would you like to jump up? Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 317 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist at uh, Lave Station. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Deputy Trade Attaché, uh, Commander Souverine. What up? We have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We also have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edler Weiss. That's Ben Mosswoodwood. Right, sir. Cough, please. Mm-hmm. And also helping us out tonight is our <clears throat> Tech Monkey, Commander Ventura. Hello. Hello. Um, we are, if you wish, you can join Ben, who's hanging out uh, in open at the uh, at Lave Station itself. Now, we are not going to be putting a, a bounty on Ben tonight. Um, so if you want to kill him, you only do that for your own personal pleasure. So um, if you can't get to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and click on the live chat. And on just going to twitch.tv slash laveradio. So, as per usual, we'll just quickly go around the crew, see how they've been for the last, well, for for the last while, uh, and uh, then, uh, yes. So we'll we'll start off with Commander Shan. How you been? I haven't been too bad, thank you, Colin. Um, let me see. I partake or partook in the CG over the weekend, so took my carrier out and uh, was busy transferring. <coughs> the CG materials to and fro, so that, it was quite nice to do some hauling for a change, actually. Uh, so I had that in real life, what I do at the weekend. Um, not much, really. It was wet all weekend, really, so didn't really get a lot of chance to do much other than sort of sit by the fire and uh, watch um, TV. So, yeah, it was, it was all right, really. Uh, I'm, I kind of wanted to be spring now. I, I kind of get the urge to go places. If you see what I mean, even though we're in lockdown, but you just want to go outside and enjoy the countryside. But when it's wet, not really. Yeah, I know the feeling. 
Um, Commander Souverine, how have you been? Smashing, thanks. Um, I have been letting strangers come and look at my flat and consider whether to give me money for it, um, which they have not deigned to do just yet. Um, and I, I have not been doing the CG, which I am upset about because I would have quite liked to have. Um, but I, um, uh, I didn't manage to make it in, which is a bit of a shame um, because I would have really liked one of those snazzy new FSDs. Um, I... I've been playing a bit of No Man's Sky with Dr. Kai. We've got a um, we've started a new save game from scratch, where we're basically playing the entire game from from right from the beginning as co-op. Um, so we're only logging into that save together, and it's um, it's actually really really good fun. Like my my No Man's Sky save is um, is several years old now, so the game's changed quite a lot since I uh, since I started it, and experiencing the game from uh, from scratch uh, with all the um, updates that have happened over the last couple of years is is um, it's brilliant actually. It's really good fun. See, I wouldn't have the I wouldn't have the patience to do that. I would tend to like sneak and log on just to get ahead of the other person and then pretend <laughs> I had like a lucky drop or something. You know, just <laughs> well, there's no I, I'd gain nothing from that because it, you know if if my jump range is longer than him, then it just means that we'd not be able to do things together. Or yeah, but just think of, think of all the all the entertainment you get by calling them a. Uh, a snail and all sorts of stuff like that, you know. Uh, Chan, can, can you please look up the Oxford English Dictionary for me of the definition of cooperative? And there is co-op. <laughs> cooperative trolling. Chan, yeah, you are why we can't have nice things. On the subject of not having nice things, Ben, <laughs> you wake me in fat. <laughs> We can't have a nice Twitter account, can we, Ben? No, funny that. We do have a nice Twitter account. It's lovely and it works. Well, Um, it works now. It works now, yes. Um, So, I I did partake in the CG, uh, but I was doing it the honest way and actually doing long-distance ball calling, not cheating and using a fleet carrier for it. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. (laughs) One still has one still has to cart the goods from place A to your carrier. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and unless you are cheeky and sell, set a really high buy price and get other commanders to do it for you, then Which you then when they fall, you just... no, I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I did the CG, but I was doing it the old-fashioned way uh, by just doing it by myself and not using fleet carriers or anything like that. Um, but I also, I only got into the top 75% because I only did it for a couple of days, well, a couple of nights. And ah. I was, I was doing it, I was doing many other things basically. Uh, one of which included spending an evening of great fun actually, uh, playing Grand Theft Auto with Grant and his son Dylan and a bunch of other people. Um, just basically doing lots and lots of silly things in GTA. Uh, which is what Dylan wanted to do because obviously he couldn't have a, he couldn't have a real party. So, yeah. so is it is it true, Ben, that you that your bedtime is half past eight because you've got a school day in the morning? No. Yes. For for those of you who are unaware, um, Twitter Blade Radio Twitter went offline because um, somebody decided that our first broadcast date must be our birthday. So therefore, all of a sudden, we were seven and then banned. So. Um, <laughs> yes, and when, of course, Live Radio is your default Twitter account, it kind of screws you over a little bit because you can't get to your other account. But you made it. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Um, so I was doing that, I was doing that. Um, oh, the other thing I did a lot of um, was um, I watched a lot of the ISS, the Dragon's Trip to the ISS. Oh, the, um, the, the Thunderbird launch, as I call it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of Thunderbird launch, have you seen um, somebody's gone off and done a SpaceX does Thunderbirds kind of thing? Yeah, I've seen that. That's Star- exactly what Starling I'm referring Sat- to. Yeah. So you got like the Starlink satellite as uh, Thunderbird 5. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what um, the drone ship was Thunderbird 4. Starship, uh, Starship was Thunderbird 2. What's uh, Starship Heavy? Well, no. The Falcon Heavy was Thunderbird 3. <laughs> the Starship was Thunderbird 2. And of course, the Dragon, the Crew Dragon, was Thunderbird 1. Uh, with lots of rapid un- un- unscheduled disassemblies and things like that. Um, Yes. Very well, very well done. All, all for you know, for for SpaceX's booms and fun things like that. Um, <laughs> well, it's got even sadder than that in oh, the no. in the in the still in the still sad Tesla community, or in the market mm-hmm. for Tesla aftermarket gubbins, um, because on Amazon as part of their sale this week apparently there are you know when you open a car door and in some cars there are little lights that yeah. are called puddle lights say so illuminate the, the puddle etc yeah. well apparently now for teslas you can get a spacex logo puddle light so when you open it up <laughs> you get the spacex <laughs> and, of course, and no i have not got one and that'll cost of course an extra two thousand pounds no no they're, they're quite a reasonable 50 quid from america <laughs> I was going to say, couldn't you just do it with regular puddle lights and a bit of vinyl? Yeah, but you've got to make the vinyl the right shape, haven't you? Well, we, 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 I'm sure we know people who could make a SpaceX vinyl cutout, for example. Uh, probably, but I just thought, well, that's yeah. that's a bit. It's silly. a good idea. I, right? I can understand bright. I can understand brighter puddle light, or yeah, you know the. Because on, on my AMG, they had a uh, a Mercedes shaped puddle mm. light on it. And um, I can understand that, but SpaceX, I don't know, that's just going, taking fandom a bit far, I thought. <laughs> there are a lot of Elon fans, and you know, I was seeing on the, the streams that allowed chats, um, along with all the people saying the Earth is flat and things like that, were people who were like, where's Elon? And of course, Elon may or may not have COVID, which nicely takes me on to say, Colin, how the devil are you? Um, I am, well, as you can still hear, still breathing. Um, <clears throat> yes, it's been a very difficult, um, couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. Uh, anybody who says, oh, it's just like flu. I will personally come up and slap with a wet fish because it, it's, it's not great. And even now, um, I've still got this sort of, it, slight difficulty in breathing it's like having a mild asthma attack all the time but none of the inhalers work and um it's yeah it it lingers it's got a real horrible tail to it and ah and i mean obviously um with what's been announced with commander penfold and um uh, other people um i do feel quite lucky that being sort of in the borderline age bracket that um, uh, it really can affect quite badly. I'm quite relieved that I'm, I'm here where I am. Uh, but uh, yeah, just 
don't do not come up to me and say, oh, it's just a hoax or it's just like flu because I will punch you. <laughs> and then you'd be out of breath afterwards. Well, yeah, that's actually if I've got the breath to be able to punch, which I did try a karate kata um, a couple of days ago. And at the end of that kata, I was there going, okay, that's not really, not there yet. Do. No. Well, you just, yeah. just random around karate chopping people to you to see if you're better. Um, yes, Shanna, of course. Um, every time I, I think of a snarky remark that you've given me, it does motivate me more to punch harder. So, <laughs> In all seriousness, Colin, um, I, I know you were quite concerned over you know, previous things that happened, but it actually demonstrates you're, you're probably fitter and healthier than you thought you were in a rather uh, black way. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the missus who run who basically oh, runs yeah. half mar- half marathons is she got over it very, very well reasonably quickly but the, yeah there is a difference to an overweight asthmatic Scotsman catching it <laughs> which there's of course uh, yeah <coughs> cause problems um, in other news though I have been joining in the CG um, so far my I decided to try uh, my best at Getting, getting a couple of Thargoid interceptor kills under my belt. So far, my score is six attempts, no successes, and two lost crates. And the best I could manage was two hearts. So it's been a rather frustrating um, couple of uh, week. But I have finally done it. I am now triple elite. Um, I did wipe out 1,600 plus scouts in order to, to do it. And uh, yep, so I've, I can now tick that off my box. And yeah, I, I think it's it's now a good idea that, well, I'm quite relieved that Odyssey is happening because I can now understand that once you actually hit that level, you're there kind of thinking, okay, now what? So did you get a Thargoid heart then to turn it into your Thargoid bobblehead? No, like I said, I have not managed to actually kill or solo, rather, um, a, a Cyclops yet. Like I said, six attempts and, and didn't manage to get any. That's like Ben then, sorry. <laughs> well, no, I've still managed to get some Thargoid hearts, you know. It's not like Ben who can't hit side of a barn. So, I'm sure I remember killing you last Thursday, Colin. Um, I know you killed me too. No, I think I've got the stats for that. I think you got me once and I got you eight times. Hang on, Ben. You were attacking a, someone who is under the weather we were, of COVID. We were playing CQC. CQC, and CQC Colin, yes. Colin, Colin was in the winning team. As uh, always. Yeah. Well, actually, apart from today. <laughs> Less said um, about that, the better. Yeah, Colin, Colin was in the team with like Obi-Wan, who, do, who is amazing at CQC. Yeah, uh, and then Arthur and Stephen, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, I would love to see Obi Wan and Musketeer just sort of basically it. mix it up because those two are the are the creme of the creme of the CQC community, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, we basically had our backsides handed to us on, on a plate, which we were going to go into later. But uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, I think Obi Wan would win that. As long as he had the high ground, it'd be all right. <laughs> we did that joke all the all the way through. Sort of, oh, Obi Wan's on their time. He he always wins because he knows the high ground. So, yes. um, yeah. oh, that, that, that was that was a lot of fun for that. That that CQC. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I will I will take this opportunity though to say thanks to everybody in the elite community who sent me uh, nice get well soon messages. That that was um, when they started coming through. I, I was probably at one of the lowest points, so it was really appreciated. So thanks everybody. Did the cockles did it? <coughs> Well, at the, at the time, my cockles were probably in a very, very high temperature, so they were already warm. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to even think about what was happening at that point to my poor, poor decrepit body. <laughs> oh, look on the bright side now, Colin. You won't need two injections next year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, I'll probably. Oh, actually, no, because we don't know how long the the you get the immunity from. Yeah. Um, from what I could understand, some people the immunity lasts quite a while. Other people, the immunity disappears within uh, basically a month. So, yeah. yeah, they they just do not know. So, so what we need the- to do then, Colin, is every month we send you to the COVID ward, and if you come <laughs> back with it, we know when your immunity's gone. No, thanks. Yes. Well, at the moment, the NHS are chasing me quite a lot to try and uh, um, try and get me to donate stuff so that um, it will help other people. So yeah, we'll just it. have to uh, uh, do it. So, so, so the vaccine is actually just Colin's blood. <laughs> oh, good grief! There isn't enough. There isn't enough. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be interesting if your if Colin's blood ended up inside Dominic Cummings or someone like that? Oh, God. I don't think I could live myself. Well, I think Dominic Cummings would probably just scoff and suck Colin's blood anyway. Uh, I don't know. He'd have to find me first because, as we all know, he's got difficulty finding a castle. <laughs> I, I, I am enjoying this fitting image camp caricature yeah, of so Dominic I'm, Cummings. <laughs> I'm enjoying this fitting image in general, to be honest. The puppets are astonishingly good. The puppets are hilarious on their own. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they always are. They always were good. So the fact that, yeah. Anyway, I think I think we should move on. Um, <coughs> enough of the. Uh, uh, Before cough. you go, Colin, we we did uh-huh. have a request. You could give us a couple of COVID coughs so we knew knew what they sounded like. I'm doing that already. Yes, I mean, okay. It's it's a straightforward, uh, straightforward dry cough <coughs> like that. And uh, basically, if you do bring something up, it's more like blooming foam. Ew. Yes, it, it, it's basically it's, it's like coughing up um, a tiny amount of shaving foam. That's what it's like. Oh, it's white foam, so it's not green mucus. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's pneumonia. No, no, nothing like that, that at all. That's, actually, that's good to know because I know you know when I've got a cold or something, and you you, you know you still got the cold, the cough, mm-hmm. but it's a real nasty clump of green crap that you cough up. So yeah. I guess the health lesson is, is that when you cough something up, inspect the colour. Now, is there an NHS provided colour chart where you could like, look it up see what you know, like, like, you, like you do when you do a urine test is all the pHs and stuff like that. Is there like a, a chart you can look up? You know, Shan, I haven't really gone that much into it, so um, no, I don't think so. And- Colin, a certain Mr. Stabler is uh-huh. asking for, are there any pics of Colin at his worst? Wear a mask or you'll end up looking like this Scots bloke. Oh. Unfit Scottish bloke. Oh, thanks. And to be honest, I think a, a picture of Colin looking at his worst is probably quite close to me looking at my best. <laughs> We're back to the <laughs> telly toppy <laughs> images again. <laughs> <laughs> some tubes, couldn't you? And then just 
sort of make yourself up to look worse than you were? Um, I, I'm sure that could probably be arranged. Beetle Jude could have uh, certainly come up with a horrible artistic expression. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, as soon as I've not seen this man, way I haven't. Everything's been very quiet. Are we scared of him? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I've got nothing. Oh, He's good. He's young, fit, and healthy. He doesn't need to get involved with his old man talk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have anything to contribute, so I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Uh, but I'm still here. <laughs> right. Well, after all that, we will move along and uh, and actually talk about some elite dangerous. So, development news. What have the devs been saying this week? Well, obviously, starting um, on Wednesday. Well, or is it Thursday? From the 19th of November to the 26th of November, Elite Dangerous is free on the Epic Games Store. Wow, good move. <laughs> that includes Horizons as well, I believe, doesn't it? Uh, so yes. Well, it's Horizons as well. Yeah, of yep. course yeah. it's Horizons it does, as well. Yes. It, it, it's pretty big, actually, because um, until extremely recently, Elite Dangerous was sometimes seven pounds and you only got half the game because you couldn't land on any planets or, or mod your ships at all, which mm-hmm. realistically for anybody playing more than 10 hours or something is a pretty limited experience. Um, within this, within the space of a couple of weeks, um, horizons has been bundled into the base game and it has gone on sale for four pounds on the humble store. And next week it will be completely free. So it, it is a huge, um, it, it, it is a it is a really large uh, opening of the uh, or, or sort of um, the player base, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's potentially makes the it potentially makes the ex- the full experience as it stands at the moment much much more accessible to nearly everybody. So it's it, it's it's quite an interesting move, I think. Yeah, means in- go on, Shan. You, you broke up a bit there. Is interesting um, because. I'm I'm trying to think of how this fits in with their Odyssey marketing plan, because I would have expected, and again, this is me armchair game developing again, but I would have expected them to have a release date close closer to it going free to play for a week, so you get lots of you get lots of interest in the game, and on the wave of that interest in the game going free. Mm. then comes along to continue the momentum. So uh, unless they're wanting it to go free, get places hooked for a while, and then have another bump, either announcing a release date or Odyssey. I don't know, I'm just wondering how it fits in. No, I think, well, I, I think, it's, I think it's pretty... Um, I think it's quite transparent in that the game... Uh, they, they haven't charged anything for the game since 2017. Um, it has... Uh, for you know, they, they they probably correctly surmise that the the game as it stands has. It, I mean, it is it has washed its face comfortably. Um, it's it's profitable. They've um, so in terms of its in terms of it in terms of the working earning lifetime of Horizons, they probably they probably view that as um, uh, as functionally done. Um, and they uh, they want to have as and and who who are the most likely purchasers of Horizons? Existing elite dangerous players. Ergo, the more existing elite dangerous players there are, the more copies of Horizon they sell. Um, they, if if the smart money is to be believed, Odyssey will release early January or um, or or at least January rather than thirty first of March, as some people seem to think. Um, therefore, putting it 
putting it, uh, making it free from what will be late November, um, so that people can get their teeth wet. Uh, what, does that, what does that even mean? Get their feet wet before uh, before their the teeth wet. Yeah, I know, ridiculous. Um, will um, will mean that everybody's you know greatly increases the the captive market for Odyssey. I think I think it's a pretty transparent move, and it's it's really smart. But it um, it completely changes. The equation for um, for existing players for six years, I've said oh, I don't want. I'm not interested in an alt because I, I've got an LEP and I don't want to have to buy bits and bobs of the game again in in various mm-hmm. bits. Um, but now suddenly I can pick up an alt for free and it's it's full. It's the full experience. It's it's as much of the experience as my LEP has minus the Cobra Mark Four. Um, so um, yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's very cool. I think. I <laughs> One. Th- oh, hang on. <clears throat> One thing I should actually point out at this point, because we are being shouted at in the chat, um, but if you do uh, go for an alt with uh, the Epic Store, you have to make sure it's a unique email address. You can't use the same email address as, say, your Steam account or any existing account because um, they, they they can't separate, uh, obviously, the uh, unique identifiers so um there's a, a useful tip to everybody if you are going for this you'll you'll need a separate email account does anybody know if you can do the Google, the gmail duplication with this so i could do like aid.levice.epic say yeah you should be able to do that yeah i mean the, the, that email address has to be unique so but as you know, as long as it's not a, a duplicate that you've used for another account, you should be fine. Epic, what about Epic? Will care about the Epic will care about the address as written. They won't care about where, whether it's an alias or not. No. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm going to pick another copy up. Uh, my flatmate's also said he's going to pick a copy up, and I think my son may be doing so too. Hey, um, I'm going to try oh. and get the Suvet to pick it up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That'll be an exercise in futility. She's knee deep in Mario at the minute. All right, I'm which, not sure that AM com- <laughs> not sure. All of them. I think she's just bought compilations. I'm not sure that AX is is going to be quite up her alley just yet. Sadly. Yeah, but to put it this way. I mean, the the couple that flies together stays together. So you know, <laughs> multi crew will that famous <laughs> adage. <laughs> multi crew will help. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I ought to put it in those terms. I'll be like, look, our relationship is really going to suffer unless you can get your combat rank up. <laughs> <laughs> and, of, and of course, come Odyssey, she'll actually be able to actually walk on your ship. Tend <laughs> to. Uh, I mean, that's a bone of contention because she won't. Wouldn't it? Watching Sue and the Suvet fly a spaceship together, it'd be like. Uh, when they're in the car trying to navigate or something. That's <laughs> 4C, <laughs> not... She has tried. She, she's, she's, she's flown in VR, um, and uh, I, was, I was gripped with a, a fit of enthusiasm for um, uh, getting her to uh, embrace my hobbies, and, um, and she was shit at it. Couldn't even dock. <laughs> yeah, but uh, honestly... Know, my age... Well, my, at the time, he was seven. So my seven-year-old can dock. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but the problem is you don't want to hand over your triple elite rated, fully engineered ship to someone who's not tried it before. It was a tutorial. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I got, my son went through the tutorial first. Um, 
And then he was like, can I try flying some of your other ships? And I was like, okay, you can try that one, and you can try that one. And I, <laughs> You can try yeah. all my small ones. And Ben CQC. I wasn't going to let him into... Is that all right? <laughs> I wouldn't actually mind if he wanted to try the cutter, just... I'd go and put an autolander on it first. Hey, hey, I've earned you lots of money. I've sold all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just go off and get, let your son go and do mining. I mean, that's a really good point. I might actually change my plan to not have children now and just breed a little uh, farm of <laughs> breed a little farm of grinders who oh, <laughs> um, can just mine, who can just do core mining for me all day. What, what do you think the Shanlings did when they were younger? That's why I got them into gaming, so they could do all the grinding and stuff I didn't want to do. How did they? Ju- how did they graduate from that to bugling and horse riding? Um, time. Yeah, they, they had to. Horse. They had to channel that anger somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> all I've done is fucking blow up asteroids for seventeen years. I'm going to learn to fucking bugle. Let, let's face it: if you had Shan as a father, you'd probably want to join the military too. Yeah, uh, join, yeah, I mean, join that, up and kill point. people elsewhere. <laughs> Right, in other news, uh, Dev Diary 3, um, um, Arthur has announced. Well, it doesn't exist yet. It has been delayed due to the second lockdown. Um, Apparently, it is due in December, which um, is going to make December a busy month. Arthur has been dropping hints that something is being planned. Four or December, and he's really looking forward to it. So that'll be either something really good or really scary. Your shall choice. Shall we do a speculation on what this something really good is going to be? Just a very quick, as a quick one liner each or something. Okay. Okay. Well, Sue, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, you go first. Okay. I think what they're going to do is they're going to bring back the Christmas stream. Okay. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a suggestion that's not bullshit. Uh, I think they will do a big hey, fun that event. Charity Christmas stream wasn't bullshit. That was good fun. Yeah. Okay. No. Right, it's, it's okay. I, I don't really watch the live streams. I don't. I don't understand how you lot are like. Oh yeah, I'm going to drop what I'm doing to watch to watch Stephen be shit at combat. Well, I, I, just, I just don't understand the, the, the appeal of watching all the live streams. Um, but, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's called research. We're just hoping that they will drop a slight hint or something. Ah, Some, right. Sometimes it is. Like, very much where, like pulling teeth and you're going, yeah. we're watching this for the hope for one small golden nugget. <laughs> exactly. I, you guys have a lot more patience than I do. Like, Not that my life is busy or exciting, but I just that there aren't there aren't the hours in the day to watch Frontiers Elite Dangerous streams. One interesting thing about the information given about the Dev Diary was it was delayed because of the second lockdown. Now, just in my, in my mind, Having people in a different location doesn't necessarily delay someone sitting out and typing it, especially if the game was sufficiently advanced for them to be able to write about it. Oh, no, I think this is mostly along the lines that that they were doing interviews in the studio. And for in order to do interviews in the studio, you have to pull people in. Just as the lockdown was happening, they couldn't pull people down into the studio anymore. But the Zoom? Yeah, I I know the Zoom, but um, I'm, just, I'm just thinking is that if they've got the material working in a different location, shouldn't delay it for an extra three I, I weeks. Will, I think I agree with Shan here that why do you need to go into the office to record a piece to camera? 
Well, these things are these things are quite involved. The 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 because they wanted they wanted to look really good. They want it to look yeah. not as if someone's been doing it in, on Zoom because we know when yeah, you that's people like are... Zoom conversations. I'm sure Frontier can. Uh, I, I think you're misunderstanding the, the the they're called dev diaries because um, they appreciate that we like that. But what they actually are is what they what they actually are is marketing videos. The yeah. the dev the dev diaries correspond exactly to the subheadings for um for the Odyssey blurb on the Frontier website. What they are is a series of of trailers which are being staggered before release. They're not actually dev diaries. They're 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 extended trailers, and they should be viewed as such. They're they're, they're quite they're they're quite sophisticated. Well, not sophisticated, but they're, but they're quite polished marketing material. They're yes. not the kind of, they're not the kind of thing that they want to bash out on Zoom. Yeah, because when when they were doing the the interviews with PC Gamer over you know, over Zoom, you could you could tell that they they wanted to actually show off something with a little bit more pizzazz. But when you just got someone over a Zoom call, it just, it oh, it just doesn't give you that level of quality that yeah, exactly. I think they were after. Yeah, I know, but this is this will be shown long after twenty twenty, long after all the issues that have been happening now. Fingers crossed. So, anyway, my guess for what might be Christmas, Santa Tharg. <laughs> it will be a special Thargoid that goes around the galaxy delivering death to everybody. How's that? Have you been naughty or nice? Uh, look, I'm being punished enough. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I had very nice. Shan, <laughs> Santa Tharg is going to come for you, Shan. He's going to be so impolite to you. Santa Tharg might be nice to Colin because you know one of the things that they mentioned today was a combat balance pass, and my God, I hope that includes Thargoids. <laughs> Killing Thargoids, <laughs> even so if what? you succeed, is a yeah. is a is a financial burden rather than financial reward. Yeah, absolutely. Is this, is this main is this main discussion fodder? Uh, it's it's later discussion fodder. We've got um, a, a, little, a couple of items to, to touch on first. But um, <coughs> Jan, do you have a, a? Do you want to join in in this this Christmas speculation? Um, yes, I, I think you, it will be more. Well, I don't. I don't think it will be Christmas themed. Uh, I think uh, they'll want to be inclusive and not have a specifically Christmas themed. I think though, because it'll be a more wintry thing than a Christmas thing, I think. But I think it will be talking about. I, I find this ha having to link a theme. It would be Ice Planet because one thing they haven't talked about yet is the new Ice Planet. Yeah, very good point. So, if I was looking at giving information with a wintry theme, I would be looking at Ice Planets and things you could do. And you can even Santa Thar going round, being pulled along by little, a little formation of, of Thargons. <laughs> that is a great oh, point, it, Shan. It's, a really, really good point. it's one of the symptoms of COVID: is hallucinations, Colin. Because you should have got the Santa Tharg on the man. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think, be, I think it'll do ice science because we've heard nothing about them. Since they shed pictures, yeah, so we haven't heard anything about them for like five years. <laughs> then, then we get two mentions in the dev diaries, and that's it. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Anyway, um, last Thursday, um, we as have we, one other, we, oh hello, uh, there is one other suggestion. And this is something I was going to bring up. If 
Uh, if we're going with a January release date, mm-hmm. I and also Kai um, are wondering if Frontier might do a common pre-order, a common pre-order Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And if you order pre-Odyssey, then the beta's starting today. Come and get it. Yeah, that, that that's a really good So, point. you know, we basically, pre, uh, pre-order or lifetime expansion people would get Odyssey beta sometime during December. And that, to be honest, you know, we, we've got, that would also tie in with the uh, game going free on Epic, because the game's going free next week. Mm-hmm. It'll be finishing. Let me check my dates. So, datey, datey, datey. So, it's going from the 19th to the 26th. Imagine if we had the Odyssey beta starting on the 3rd of December. Okay. Or, that, that know, is a nice bit of speculation, but um, personally, you know, I, I don't see, I don't feel that happening, but yeah, it would or, be nice if it did. Go on then, Sean. Or, or pre order Odyssey and get a. And get the ability to buy a Cobra Mark V, which is even crapper than a Cobra Mark IV. Can <laughs> we, we not get a Baby Yoda? I, I think they have learned their lesson that from what yeah, I agree. Uh, Arthur and Bruce mm. has said in the past. They are never going to be giving away uh, unique ships as part of this of this kind of thing. Ship skins, well, maybe. Don't give them away. You have to buy them. Yeah, I know, but. Yeah, you still got the exclusive you, Cobra Mark Four if you pre-order. Yeah, exactly, and they'll, I, they've learned the lesson because this. Oh God, the every single I think it's once every two weeks someone starts off a new Cobra Mark Four thread, and it oh, it's absolutely hilarious. I am still of the opinion that that is the only item I've ever seen that is pay to lose. <laughs> I actually really like it. I fly a Cobra Mark IV, and um, I think, I think Cobra it's really Mark nice. V would shut the Cobra Mark IV people up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but what happens? Especially if you can't have a you can't have a Cobra Mark V if you've already got a Cobra Mark IV. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Salt generation. Anyway, from the from the lepers, if you've got that. <laughs> Moving quickly on before we, we generate a new salt mountain. Um, obviously, Thursday's stream where Arf and Bruce took on some notorious CQC player called Obi-Wan in several matches. Um, yeah, it is fair to say that Obi-Wan trounced all comers, including um, uh, including yours truly and Ben, who came along. Um, <laughs> eventually, uh, teams were formed, leading to Commander Idla Vice being kicked all around the map. <laughs> and I will say it was like watching a fluffy puppy being used as a football. I've tried that. It's not as much fun as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, well, ben, did you enjoy your humiliation? I didn't think it was completely <laughs> humiliating. Um, no, admittedly, you didn't. No, you, I, you, I did you were a, doing. I had. I had a pol- po- uh, in the first couple of matches, I had a, a positive kill-death balance by a fairly significant margin. Just going up against people like Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> And Obi-Wan was like, yeah, you, I would go off and like, okay, there's Steven. And all of a sudden, like, I'm, I'm opening up on Steven, thinking, right, I've got this. It's like, you've been killed, killed by Commander Obi-Wan. You've been <laughs> killed by Commander Obi-Wan. You've been killed by Commander Obi-Wan and Colin and Arthur. Oh, cheers, guys. 
Well, yes, they, it, what they were quoted as saying, right, we're going to show... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to show yeah. Commander Aid Levice some F Dev love and then yeah. they blew him up. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get some F Dev love. <laughs> uh, right. Well, that's redef- redefined love for me, anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> moving on <coughs> to today, there was obviously um, the, the stream at the new time of uh, 4 30. Uh, and of course, it was Arthur and Bruce again. And there were a couple of interesting uh, nitpits that um, Arth mentioned. Uh, the first thing was that they are um, they are now looking at changing the way that credits are generated, balancing they've called it. Now um, they're going to start with mining, which of course has got a lot of people going oh a bit scared because they're whatever they use to generate money for their fleet carriers is going to change and they they are arthur has said they are fully prepared for the pitchforks and torches of an angry mob (laughs) if they're not happy so um i like that that honesty yeah they said right we're going to change it and we're ready for you. <laughs> so um, Stuart GT came up with some fantastic summary. Uh, they are looking to change the the way that um, the risk and reward system is is currently done, so that um, items which will be riskier will get you bigger rewards, and things that need skill will get you bigger rewards. So. Um, they have decided that they're going to start with mining next week. Combat will then be looked at in two weeks' time. Um, they'll be looking at how much is earned per hour, the different loops, what risk, what reward, and the skill that's required for this. So before we go into any more details, what's your initial reaction to this one? Um, I, 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 my initial reaction is, um, can you hand out the telescopes, please, to try and find the horse that bolted from the stable two years ago? Um, because it's it's okay looking at the balancing now, and I'll come on to that in, in a second. But will it not, if you like, you have a, a have and have not. You have the people who use the current system and really went for it and have now got tens and hundreds of billions of credits, so don't need to worry about this balancing at all. That doesn't affect them because they've already got, you know, everything they could ever want. Um, so, how are they going to address that? Or indeed, are, are they just going to say, "Well, from next week, this is the this is the earning potential." Yep. Um, but also, and I know we sort of combat and risk and reward. What are they using as the mechanism for judging balance? Are they going to balance around PvP? Or are they going to balance around PVE? Because trying to balance both, I think, over the history of gaming, is pretty much turned out to be impossible. Uh, so if you balance against PVE, the PVP players find the optimum build and carry on murdering everyone. And if you balance around PV, uh, PVP, the PVE players suddenly find it very unrewarding. And that's a huge can of worms because I was thinking about this earlier, actually, is that if you balance around PvP, you then ask yourself, well, 
at what at what ships do you make more powerful or less powerful? Because if you if you balance around like a pure combat ship, let's say like the third lance, should a single third lance be able to take down what is in effect a, a cruiser, i.e. a corvette or a cutter, as easily as it can, or should you be able, you know, how, where does where does the ships fit in this and their roles, and how do you balance around that? Because I, I'm going back to Fertile Lance. The Fertile Lance is for its size very overpowered, and that's why every PvP player pretty much likes one because it's got strong shields with a um, engineered power plant. It can use strong Sam, shields. Before you get too high on your soapbox, the only thing they're balancing is credits. And they're not balancing combat. No, no. They're, they're balancing combat earnings. They're, they're balancing earnings. They're not balancing. So basically, the idea is that um, they're going to look at what missions and what activities basically is the riskiest, and then will reward the risk with more that's still, credits. That still comes back then to P- that still comes down to PvP though, because PvP is included in that, isn't it? Yeah, but you at the moment. They have a limit on the. You see, this this is the thing. Until we actually see what they're going to come up with, we can't we can't really criticize what they're going to do or critique what they're going to do. No, no, I'm like, how are they going? Yes, they are. They're going to because they're talking about balancing risk and reward. Mm-hmm. Well, in PVE, if you're in solo in an engineered ship, there is no risk. And this is something that I was asking during the live stream was. Will you be taking open or open or solo or indeed private groups into account? And I'm pretty sure that was all pointedly ignored. Yeah, I I I, I totally agree. I think there's there's some there's some universal truths about the elite dangerous experience that I would wager are immutable. One of them is that they will never ever markedly m- markedly change the experience between open, private, and solo. And two, they will never uh, openly pivot towards giving PvP serious consideration as a as a as a as a gameplay style. And I, I think they've I think they've made the decision fairly early on that their their backers all played the the previous games. Their backers were you know it being multiplayer as a bonus for most of their core audience rather than the the core drive. Um, the PvP crowd are. I don't think they view them as. I don't think they view them as core players. I don't think they view them as the as the nicest fans to interact with either. Um, and um, and I think that because of what Shan says, which is that actually you need to you need to get busy doing one or get busy doing the other other the other the other. Otherwise, you end up with um, with tension. I think that they they have internally uh, come. That they are internally at peace with the idea that elite dangerous is a is primarily a uh, a harsh uh, a, a harsh experience, but it is designed with PVE players in mind. Mm. Um, so I, I really I really can't see them doing things like changing the experience for solo or private group or um, or balancing it so that it incentivizes players to kill other players. I just, I just can't see them doing that. They said it's reward and open is far riskier than doing stuff in. Yeah, and I think they're just going to blatantly ignore it, Sham. Yeah, I, I agree with Ben. I think I, I think I think you're absolutely right. It is it is more risky, but 
playing with a blindfold on is more risky. It doesn't mean they need to incentivize it. it, it just you know, <laughs> like you, that your interpretation of it is that open is more risky, and 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 you are absolutely correct. But AX is also a lot more risky than mining. You know what what they mean when they talk about risk reward is that Arthur has actually, I think it was on Elite Week. Um, Arthur actually admitted a few months ago that the design philosophy of Elite Dangerous to date has been we want players to engage with all aspects of the game. So bits of the game that are fundamentally really exciting and draw players naturally, um, we have we have we've we've discounted how much they pay out um, so that we incentivize players to get to do the the things that aren't so viscerally exciting. So that's why mining pays. That's why mining and, and, and trading pay so much more than AX and piracy, for example, because the latter two are considered exciting and rewards in their own right, whereas the former two are, are considered more sedate styles of play that need incentivizing with earning power. So why does it take like two years to realize this when it took the community two days to point it out? Well, we have, we've, we've gone over this again and again and again, and it does feel like it's only with the new community team actually yeah. communicate, communicating this back rather forcibly to the uh, to the devs that we've seen action happen on this. I think it's so, Arthur. It's got it, it, it's Arthur. He, he he's a player. He gets it. Like he's 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 probably hundreds. He's got probably at least hundreds of hours under his belt. He has similar frustrations. I, I, I definitely think that uh, that he is. <laughs> the the change in tone and the increased attention paid to things that we think are important is. The, the correlation with Arthur joining is, is pretty stark, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I completely blame Arthur on this, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing I've just said is a criticism. I, I like the, yes, I like this the is fact a good thing. that I like the <laughs> fact that uh, that Frontier have decided that uh, that PvP is a is a is a nice ancillary to Elite rather than the core focus of it. And I like the fact that they um, that they are not going to spend too much time worrying about the tension between solo and open um I, I applaud those decisions i think they're good um so yeah that none of that was a it was a criticism i just think I, I just strongly think that when they talk about risk reward what they mean is um <clears throat> what they mean is uh likelihood of getting your ship blown up through engaging in those game loops rather yeah. than specifically likelihood of encountering hostile players well I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, okay quickly sham before before i can uh, then bring i, I, I can't think they've kind of glossed over it because if they're just talking about credits, and must have been, I didn't see the stream, so I probably got the wrong end of this at the start, but if they're just talking about credits, then that doesn't actually address the real core of the issue, which is that once you've got a Corvette or whatever fully engineered, it's press fire button to win. You know, it's just no skill in it at all. And I would, when they you said rebalance, I was hoping they'd actually look at the combat mechanics, look at the shielding, look at the whole, yep. look at all that stuff, do that, and then adjust the credits based on that new, for better word, paradigm of combat. If they're just adjusting the credits, and I think personally, my initial reaction is a tremendously missed opportunity. Well, in in my opinion, it's all they can do. They, all they can do at this moment in time. Probably right. It is, is change the back end rewards. Anything that you're discussing there, Shan, would involve basically changing the client, and we know that they're not working on that because that all those kind of balance changes. If you you change the combat model or balance, trying to balance out the ships, those need new client um, client side code, and they're not going to do that, especially this close to Odyssey. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 and I know where you're coming from, Shan, and I know, and I completely agree with you about the fact that um, you know this thing really should have been looked at probably when um, 2014. Yeah. That far back, um, I'll just, I'll just to go through the the rest of the the things because Stuart GT from um, Reddit, Mister King of Reddit, has has put on a, quite a nice uh, summary. Um, they're going to focus on that core mining should always pay higher than just laser mining because it's more skillful. Um, Obviously, as mining is heavily linked to the economy via uh, commodities, they're they're going to be focusing on that one first. The next one will be um, combat, which needs which they've said needs to be buffed, and you get better rewards from. Um, uh, Yep, don't worry, Silver. We'll be back to you in a second. Uh, We then they're not going to work on wing missions because they think they've got wing missions right. Combat mission bounties and bonds is also on the list, uh, and conflict zones will be looked at last. Now, personally, from my point of view, I hope that piracy gets a, a, a look in as well, because if there's something that's risky, it really needs a nice reward to it. But, um, yeah, they said there won't be quick fixes. They will be constantly tweaking and checking the data for feedback. So even you could consider this to be some kind of advanced beta. Uh, mm-hmm. And personally, I th- think, uh, and they've also said that a lot of the rebalancing will be tied with ongoing storylines. So, um, yeah, it's it. They, they they say they do have a roadmap for rebalancing, which they'll be um, posted later on the forum, uh, along with a, an idea of the implementation. But you know, I. It's it's one of these things where I'm agreeing with Sean in the lines of yeah they've needed a credit balance pass for quite a while. Uh, unfortunately, at this point, for the more advanced players who have got their Bloom and Fleet carrier and every ship and everything's engineered, it doesn't help. But what it does help are the players that have come along and say the last six months, and then all of a sudden things. Instead of just going straight forward, mining, 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 they suddenly realize, oh, we've got stuff over here which pays just as well, but it's more fun. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think, um, I think the the one I don't actually, I don't mind that. I, I don't think the ships, the combat model in Elite is too poorly balanced. I think that when Shan has in the past argued that we shouldn't have been able to engineer power plants because that would have, that would have. Um, <clears throat> Introduced a natural, a natural um, leveler, bottle, yeah, yeah, leveler and bottleneck. It, I think that is a very, very good suggestion. But the idea that I, I, don't, I don't actually agree with the idea that the fertilance is problematic. It, you know, there are species of there are species of, of vehicle who are designed to delete other vehicles, and um, I don't mind the fact that a fully engineered fertilance is is about the best thing for combat because that's exactly what it's designed to do. Um, I think um, I think that worries about horses bolting and uh and the fact that 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 given players have given amounts of wealth i think again that misses the point that uh, that frontier view elite dangerous as a single player simulator before they view it as an mmo um so i don't think that you know people who say like oh god you know the the problem with the credit the the the, all the rebalance the credit earnings rebalancing is that the horse has already bolted i don't agree with that because i don't think 
I don't think Frontier care that lots of players are rich. I it, it doesn't, it, and, and as I've argued before, because Elite does not have a true economy, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. If I if I'm flying around and I'm enjoying my experience, forty hours into a into the game trading away and I'm saving up for my type seven or whatever, the fact that I see lots of cutters is irrelevant to me. And if and if they blow me up, I can just hop into solo and it's even more irrelevant to me. The elite is not a it, it is not a zero sum game. The existence of rich players does not does not diminish my experience at all. And Frontier are studious to ensure that by making sure that there's parity between the game modes. So I, I really don't think that the earnings rebalance is uh, I, I think you've got to be pretty I think I think if you if you think that it's going to impact you, you you're I think you're um uh you're failing to understand that or, or you're you're not not giving credit to the experience that Frontier are trying to create, which is first and foremost a first person space simulator and secondly a big multiplayer emergent gameplay sandbox, if that makes any sense. I, I think what I mean I do agree with you on some level, Sue. Um but I think the side of the equation that what you're saying um maybe doesn't factor in as much as perhaps it should is the interpretation and expectation of the player because a player sees this is a multiplayer game i can play with my friends i can do this so therefore there is a a natural comparison mechanic built into all of, all of us so yes you can treat it as like you know i'm a single player whatever absolutely but that doesn't take into account the almost competitive by nature way people are so and and you can't get away from the fact it is a multiplayer game it needs continuous balance what simply because of that and it, they basically need to choose one thing or the other back when they yeah. did well I'll, I'll give you an example of uh, uh, when they did try to you know to to balance this thing out they said uh, i remember sandra saying right we're going to actually up the bonuses for people playing power play in open and that just opened the the, the salt gates yeah. even though uh sandro's point was actually quite valid is that the people who play power play in open not only have to deal with um you know the npcs coming after them they're going to be coming at, they're going to have other players coming after them as well so that means that yeah the difficulty is harder and they should have a better reward now i remember the the storm that happened after that uh, which also led which was also linked in with some of the uh, the open only power play stuff and uh, yeah as soon as you start mentioning that one game mode gets an advantage over the other it it, ooh, it just opens the floodgates. But moving on from this, um, both Obsidian Ant and the Burpit have already created videos discussing discussing a lot of these points. Um, so we'll put links to those guys in the, in the show notes. Um, but we're still not finished because there was another little thing that um, Arthur and Bruce did talk about today. Now they get a lot of requests about memorials. Uh, now, obviously, I was listening to last week's show, and yeah, very saddened to hear about uh, the commanders who have passed. Um, and obviously, in this situation, there are there might be more of these unfortunate events happening than than normal. 
And Arthur says he gets a lot of requests about putting in memorials or tourist beacons and things like that for, for people. And he he says that this is it's actually very hard for um, Frontier to manage because they have to make a judgment call about who is worthy enough to be in the game and who isn't. Now, FDev at the moment are trying to find the right way that's um, sensitive and inclusive. They obviously, um, not said he does want to do this kind of thing about memorials, um, or they do want to do this, these kind of things like uh, memorials, but they've got to get it right. Now, um, I think this is a great thing that they're doing for, for the community, but it does come with caveats. Um, Sean? Yes, I, I saw this, and there was a few questions that sprung to mind uh, when I read it. Was that, first of all, how are they going to validate said deceased commander really is deceased? You know, is this a Mark Twain scenario when the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated? You know, how, and, and to validate the person has passed is actually quite a big it's a big task emotionally for the person who wants the memorial in game, but it's also a big task for Frontier to validate that the person has actually passed. And then you've got the whole kind of, as you say, yeah. the mechanic of, of who in quotes is worthy. Um, but on, on a lighter note, just kind of thinking, so Colin, you, you know, I was just like, <laughs> what what would you want on your memorial? I mean, is this is this something we should all be preparing our death statements <laughs> for? You know, so that if one of us snuffs it, we've pre-written our memorial to go in game. So, so what what would it be then? What, what do you think your memorial would be? Uh, I told you I was ill. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not flu. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sue, do you want to? You got a point about validating. Uh, my memorial will just say dead, D-E-A-D, uh, in capital letters. Uh, yeah, memorials. Uh, so I think the validation thing is that is, is right, and Frontier are not going to start demanding people send them death, death certificates, certificates or whatever. no. Whatever. But I, if I was Frontier, I would. Um, uh, my approach would be uh, internally. Okay, well, we've already started doing it, so we we need to st- we need to continue doing it. You know, as soon as as soon as we did it for one person, we've opened the floodgates. We need to we need to do it for everybody. Um, and externally, my approach would be yes, of course we'll do it. Absolutely, no question, of course. Um, and when and I would I would evaluate them on a case by case basis. And if they came from somebody who uh, if they came from somebody whose account was um, whose forum account was was brand new and whose game account only had a few hours on it, and who uh, and it, it it came on a private message on twitter with with no grammar or or you know and loads of typos or whatever i I might be a bit like i mean maybe that's the editor of me coming out but i might be a bit like well maybe we won't do that one but if if they come from anybody anybody known anybody who's got a uh a forum account in good standing um anybody who's been playing the game a long time i would just I wouldn't question it. I'd be like yeah absolutely what would you like it to say and um and then subject to decency checks i would I would stick in a a, um, a tourist beacon, um, and, and my my rationale for that is: yes, you would get people. Yes, you will get hoaxes, and yes, you you will get people wasting frontiers' time. But the the cost of the cost of doing anything else is much much greater than the cost of having a few dud uh, memorials in the game. I mean, actually, the cost of having a, a, a listening uh, not a listening post a um, uh, what are they called? A little one of those little points of interests. It might be a little mm-hmm. post actually. Um, the cost of having one of those 
that broadcasts a message about a spurious death is much, much lower than the cost of the PR cost of telling people, actually, we uh, we put a memorial in for Jim's dad, but we're not going to do it for your mum. Like, I, I, I just think it's a, an absolute, it'll be a nightmare to manage otherwise. Um, yeah. And um, and also that approach comes with a, uh, a useful get out of jail free card, which is if it becomes unmanageable, they will be completely entitled to say, look, we're really sorry. We've, we, we try to do this the right way. We've, um, we've, we've said that we'll accommodate as far, as far as we possibly can, but we are completely inundated and we are, we, we don't have the resources to do this anymore. So we, we are sad to admit that from the 1st of January, we will no longer be doing memorials in game and as, as a, as a policy, as a rule. And it's not because we don't want to, it's because we are completely unequipped to deal with the volume that we've received. And, and, and everybody would understand, everybody would understand because that rule would be fair, apply to everybody. And it wouldn't be like they hadn't tried. Okay, um, Ben. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna first of all bring up what Stephen Zla Stephen Usher was saying, which is surely everybody should get a tombstone from Frontiers uh, Elite Two saying "Game Over," mm-hmm. um, which is you know that's a possibility. What I personally would like to see would be I don't know some kind of orbital graveyards, perhaps maybe yeah. maybe in the TNI system. Well, that would be a, um, that would be a really good system. Yeah, I don't know why it just sounds right. <laughs> um, and frankly, I would actually automate it in such a way that basically you you would have rep- you know re- report a death kind of you know frontier dot com slash elite dangerous slash report a death or something like that, and it would be you know commander name, commander's account name, and maybe wh- when they died or something like that. Um, so that, and then that would essentially get their name put into a database of fallen commanders. And then that database is basically read from, and it would go on to, I would say, a memorial wall, I guess, or something like that, that's done as a very nice, unique asset, but can be easily replicated. And, you know, you've got a wall that maybe fits 20 commanders. And then you make another one that fits another twenty, and so on. You know, just make a really nice, respectful graveyard. Uh, frankly, I would also probably include. I'd also include a pet cemetery as well. You know, let the let the co-pilots have their say, but obviously, I'd make the pet cemetery haunted. Uh, Shan. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, my, my my first question around this is. We hope this isn't going to be a common occurrence frontier to do. Hmm. Uh, um, but uh, a couple of years ago now, uh, a really good friend of mine who was an elite player, uh, actually he was he kept the company on um, TeamSpeak during my 32-hour marathon to hit Combat Elite back in 2015, I think it was. Hmm. Uh, last, a couple of years ago, he was killed in a motorcycle accident. Uh, and I still miss him now. He was actually one of the very few people who actually knew my proper name. But anyway, and because he was an elite player and because he was, you know, he was with me in this, I, I wrote to, to Will and I recounted the story and said, Will, you know, I know you do this thing all the time, but is there anything that, you know, you can, you, you, you can do? And Will said, yes, you know, it's really sad news, sympathize, et cetera, et cetera. But 
we've stopped doing this now because it's too resource intensive and we're running out of ways of doing it and everyone would want one, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they definitely, they stopped doing it for the reasons Will said. And as much as I think as it is a nice thing to do, I don't know of any other game that does this for... Not even Guild Wars? No, no, not even, not even Guild Wars. Um, you, you, you have to be a real, in quote community name to get an NPC name in Guild Wars. You know, you I'm can't... sorry, I'm sorry, Shan. <laughs> Another comment from Stephen Usher. Remember, this hearse is in the top 10% of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of the, I can, I can kind of see the, I can see what they're trying to do. But if they open it up to everyone, then doesn't it become a bit diminished by the fact that it's a big, just a list of names somewhere? Oh, and, and Souverine, a, a, a listening post for the dead is called a seance, by the way. <laughs> um, I don't actually think it does, Shan. I would say, you know, would you say that Arlington Memorial or you know the two the the lists of people in your local village, the war memorials that you've got, diminish what they did. Uh, combined, combined, it said, I mean, we were, we were fortunate enough to go across the Normandy and to the cemetery with Omaha and the yeah. DDB. And that is incredibly moving. Exactly. To see but the question is, is that, in my, in my mind, having it in-game, it's just, and if I don't, it's, it's a different magnitude of feeling, I think. Um, I think that's I, why if you had, like, you know, uh, uh, some kind of you know, memorial wall in-game that you could fly up to and read the names with n- like nice, respectful zero-G ornaments kind of thing, you know, like a living flame or something, I don't know. The other thing I have, and it's my evil side, Thinking this at the moment, um, <laughs> and my and my and uh, yes, I do have an evil side. So you can. You think? Yeah, I, I really um, do not want I, to meet your evil side. If if there was a certain place in game where it was almost like people made a pilgrimage to remember fallen friends, mm. then I can guarantee yep. there are player groups there who would make a beeline for that to try and add more names to the list in terms of killing players, ganking, and everything else like that. Yeah, but they're not going to be killing real people by killing them off yeah, the game, yeah, are they? Think about it. Think about it. If people, if, if we all gathered together to, I don't know. You're thinking of Warcraft funerals again, aren't you? I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Warcraft funerals. <laughs> yes. Yes, they would be in private group, but you'd want, you'd want it to be open for people to attend. So... It then, you know, I, I don't know. It just becomes a magnet for gangsters, well, unfortunately. Um, okay, uh, quickly, Silvery. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think the the wall, the 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 wall of a list of names. I think that the reason that works for um, the World War One is because and two um, is because it it's a, it is a statement on the magnitude of the event. Um, the problem with r- deaths of players and player and players' families uh, in the elite dangerous community is that they are not they're not they're not 
one event. They're completely disparate causes, which means that the wall of names would, I, th- I think that, that it would end up feeling like it trivializes each of those individual occurrences. Um, the, um, secondly, I think the Tian is the graveyard idea is, is slightly, I think that circumvents it slightly because if you, so th- this is just an idea and I, I, I haven't really thought it through and it's probably shit, but if you had a, if you had a, a loads of persistent wreckage in, um, in the TNSL system. Um, so it was, it, you know, it's a, a POI, you drop into it, and it's just loads and loads and loads of wrecks, as far as you can see. Um, if every time somebody wrote in and said, can I have a memorial to, to so-and-so, front, Frontier took one of those wrecks and made it a POI and, and, and gave it a signal source and, and made it so that when you scanned it, it dropped a little um, bit of information into your comms panel um about the deceased it wouldn't involve the creation of new assets it is in it it's a single consistent thing that they can do for everybody it doesn't uh it it doesn't diminish them but by blocking them all together it means that each one has its own little thing um and it's entirely within the law of the game um so i i just i wonder whether that would work um well personally i think that uh, this this one is a difficult one because everybody wants to put in a memorial with a massive eulogy in there for for people turning up. Um, now this this has been done before, and these things get absolutely massive. They 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 really do. So they they have to limit it to a certain way, and also effectively, if if you do get hoaxes or and you know someone who's pretended to be dead and then all of a sudden their account becomes active again then you know obviously they're going to have to be taken off that memorial wall um i mean i I think i'm agreeing with the fact that maybe something like a memorial wall where you can see the names and maybe one small comment next to next to those names can be done but if they start putting in um tourist beacons for every single request that is that's going to be far too much resources in one particular system. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably carriers. true, actually. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's, it's about time to um, move on from here. Uh, we, I think what we'll do is uh, we'll move on to the... Uh, yeah, I think the, the quickly the in-game events, because let's, let's be honest, there's not been... Uh, not been much Galnet news this week, but um, yes, we've had the uh, the Emperor has des- decided the status of Hadrian Duval. Now, uh, for those of you following the Empire's storyline, um, the uh, the latest sort of member of the Duval family, which had been uh, basically. Uh, outcast, if you like, uh, has asked to be returned uh, or to become member of the Imperial family. This has been obviously turned down by the Emperor, but the Emperor has gone and um, pardoned him for previous uh, crimes. So all the the whole thing with Nova Imperium and all that kind of stuff, uh, that's all water under the bridge. Uh, So but he's not a prince. They're not going to make him another official member of the royal family. Um, 
Now, obviously, as Commander Wuthers and Spurs, he's not a prince, but he's not a naughty boy either. He's basically the upshot. Um, so, Ben and uh, Shan, what, what do you think to the way the, the storyline of the Empire is unfolding? Um, yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. I th- I'm interested as to why Ashling is supporting him, considering what he's kind of done. But then again, you know, blood's thicker than water. You know, he's a bit confused. He's a naughty boy. Yeah, but so, then again, she has just lost her father. and Yeah, looking towards her, keeping the family close and things. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think she's just been watching season four of The Crown. I've just started up with that again um, uh, watching season three and whilst I get what they did with the the year jump it's like Mm. hang on that's not Matt Smith where's Matt gone oh it's it's an interesting twist I'm curious to see where it goes or are they kind of drawing a line under it under the um... crime no, and I, I think we're, we're still talking oh, about the Imperial storyline here. Sorry, I thought we were talking about the crowd still. No, no, I'm, I'm pulling people away from talking about the crowd. No, the crowd gets in the whole series. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that this has uh, meant that the, uh, the, the Imperial storyline has ended. I think it's just they're consolidating their... Um, their side of things before the Marla, the neo Marlinists make the next move. Um, everything's gone quiet on the federal front for the moment. However, the alliance, uh, as as we've been talking about, um, they have now managed to complete their CGs. They've completed the CGs three days early, and um, yes, so the alliance is now going to have new bases in the Coalsack Nebula. <laughs> And the Thargoids have been beaten back, allowing the the Alliance uncontested access to all the meta alloys in that nebula. Now, it, it's been highlighted on other videos, I think, of City and Ants, that um, the Alliance are actually going from strength to strength while uh, the Feds and the uh, the Empire get entangled over the Marlinists. How do, how, does, how does you think that's playing out? I think it's a good thing because for many years in the game, the Federation and Empire have had all the limelight, and the Alliance has kind of been the the kid in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's good the Alliance is getting the focus now, um, just to emphasise the fact they are a galactic superpower as well as the Federation and Empire. So yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing. Mm. It adds, adds, a bit of, adds a bit of variation, I think. If I remember rightly, both the Federation and the Empire are the um, the real big hitters. But because they're so... And the Alliance is well behind uh, those two as militarily and, and um, basically with a number of systems. However, because the, the Empire and the Federation are basically so level-pegged, Neither of them can try and take over the alliance without uh, the other big power taking advantage of them and having a war on two fronts. So there does seem to be a kind of balance of power thing 
that's slowly changing because of the metal alloys. And I, I think that's a good thing. So, um, obviously, this week there was no newsletter. Uh, and, um, yeah. Does anyone see what the store alert was? Store alert! No. No. <laughs> I just wanted to know what the new, the new ship skins were for, for the store alert. But, uh... <laughs> store alert! Nobody gives a shit! <laughs> um, maybe it's a Santa Fog. Yeah, that's that's what we need. We need, we need Santa Thug. <laughs> I want a Santa Thug bobblehead by the end of the year. <laughs> ah dear. What does Santa Thug's face look like then, Colin? In your imagination, what would he look like? Probably yours, but with a really, really bad green beard. Green beard. Yeah, wouldn't well, it just yeah. be a? Wouldn't Santa Thug just be a a thargoid? Like a cyclops or something like that with a red and white paint job. <laughs> hey, there's an idea. And sparkly fairy lights on. <laughs> and some fairy lights, yes. <laughs> the, the engine can be fairy light. No, 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 no. The Tharglets could be fairy, fairy lights. No, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a better right. one. Each, each of the petals of the Santa Tharg is covered by a Christmas hat. <laughs> and a little bobble. <laughs> And a little bobble as a centre. So there you have it. There you go. <laughs> Frontier, we have just designed your your um, your Santa Tharg. Go to it. <laughs> God, <no. laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Well, if they say something like that and it, it turns up, then Claiming. we know they, they know they've been listening to us. <laughs> After you know you wanna. <laughs> no, Sovereign, we're not going anywhere near Santa Dawn. Beetle Jude sent that 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 her version of her, what <laughs> Dorn looked like her fan yeah her fantasy of of, of Dorn and <laughs> no no what we're talking about what 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 and the Dorn picture put it in picture. I don't I don't have the picture no we're we're going to move swiftly on we're going to have some adverts and then we will come back with even more discussion. Uh, this time about the exclusive um, rewards that they're doing for CGs. Eddie Lee Wise, Taylor Amongst the Stars and Lave Station Resident has fallen victim to his latest product release. Not content with cutting his cloth, with the aid of his wife Barb's and his husband Ken, to bring out the very best in every commander and cut a dashing figure, he appears to have launched a new beauty range targeted at the pilot who wants to, quite literally, take years off their image. Whilst it hasn't been unknown for pilots to use the wonders of hollow me technology to remove the odd wrinkle, or give themselves a suck, tuck and pluck to keep their youthful figure, Eddie's latest invention performs your beauty regimen at a microscopic level, putting lippy and a good foundation on your very DNA. As a hands-on flat cap wearing donkey jacket toting kind of guy, Eddie used his experimental cream on himself first hoping to recapture some of the rugged, steeplejack looks of his youth. Which, we're led to believe, is where it all started to go wrong. 
Having experienced hair loss in some places and strange hair growth in others earlier in his life, the cream's immediate effect was to reverse both of them, giving him flowing locks and a chin as smooth as a 0.1G docking computer-led landing. The effects didn't stop there. He found new energy, a trim new waistline and the reversal of years of abuse of his body. But it carried on. His voting patterns have gone from pension-hoarding right, through angry hard-working left, and right out the other side into hippie student Green Party. He's shrunk in all dimensions, and to all intents and purposes, this titan of tailoring now more closely resembles Eddie Jr., age seven and three quarters. His voice has unbroken. He went through a phase of terrible acne and has complained of frequent cases of premature detonation every time someone wiggles their asp in front of him. This, however, has been the least of his problems. As a temporary keyholder for Lave Radio, he found that station bosses rejected his ID at the checkpoint and promptly locked him out of the studio, telling him that he's far too young to hear that sort of thing and to run along and get his mum to come back with a note. And no, Eddie, a scrawled piece of paper saying, Eddie's excused PE this week because he's got a bit of a cold, isn't what they're looking for. Nurse Wyeth has been called and is attempting every ageing treatment she can come up with, including soaking him in cold tea, scrunching him up and then ironing him to make him look well used, burning his edges with a candle to give him that just-escaped-from-a-combat-zone vibe, and, of course, rubbing him with castor oil and specially developed ageing liniment at every opportunity, attempting to bring back his lumbago. Station dietitians are attempting to force-feed him the richest of foods to bring back his gout, and he's been gargling with gravel and cigar ash to try and bring back his usual gruff northern tones. We wish Eddie well. Anyone who has purchased some Lave brand anti-aging cream is advised not to rub it on any part of their anatomy for fear that even mild doses might cause them to actually de-evolve to a more primitive form and take up PvP. Middley Wise here from Middley Wise, plus me mum and dad over at Lave Station. New this month, we've got our range of anti-aging creams, an all-over treatment that just lifts the years off your DNA. Me telomeres have never been longer. Me mum says they're a wonder that she's never looked perkier. And father can't keep hands to himself. Our latest fashion range includes short shorts, sandals and duffel coats. We also sell a range of voice changes for anyone that uses too much and goes through puberty in reverse. Mum says I've got to go do my homework now, but I want to go fly spaceships. Anyone got booster seats so I can reach controls? Station Commander smells of wee. <laughs> oh dear. Ben, I, I, all I can say is the truckers really went after you, didn't they? <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave was talking to me and yeah, I, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but um, I actually found out that this is potentially, you know, if we keep the in-game stuff, keep 
in with real stuff, there is a in EGRPG there is a product, a cream which you can apply to yourself, um, which basically has the effects of de-aging you essentially. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to find what it's called, but you know, and seeing as EGRPG is an actual thing in in is law. You know, there is an anti-Asiatic cream that can have these effects, and I, I personally blame Spider-Man Games for it. Mm. Right, well, uh, first of all, I, I will just, uh, before we, we go on to the main discussion, I will just apologise to anybody who's clicked on the link that Shan put in the Twitch chat uh, showing Beetlejude's um, <clears throat> fantasy I, I, figure. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I find out what it is. There's, it's the nature cheat Euthanizing cream. Well, um, it's a great piece of art of the of the leader of the Russian Republic in thirty three oh nine. Right. Well, moving on to just well, it was going to be the main discussion, but obviously uh, events have overtaken us this week. Um, one of the things that we we wanted to actually quickly touch on is that. Um, for the CGs at the moment, they, uh, you are getting double engineered modules if you manage to achieve a certain level um, within the CG. So, obviously, people want to know what the potential benefits and the downsides to this this kind of reward is. So, um, Shan, you want to kick us off? Uh, yes. Um, regarding this particular CG, I don't think we actually know the specification of the module. I mean, it says it's a class 5, but is it a class 5E or C or D or even an A? And can you then have an experimental effect added to the double engineering? So we don't really know what the net effect of it is. And I think that that question, when answered, will raise other questions because the, the thing is is that are we seeing power creep now coming into the game with these with these unique modules because if they are better than they you can possibly get as far as jump range for class five then that's another that's another level up if you see what i mean in yeah. player power we've got if it's a class c and it's the combined effect is the same as a max engineered class a then there's no there's no benefit. It's just another. You know, it's it's a free way of getting a, a max class A drive. So I hope it's the latter, but it really depends on what this module is. I think. Okay, Severine. The um whether it's power creep or not, I I think in this case I don't I don't disagree that that this this um this new approach of giving us modules that have been engineered in in a way that players can't normally achieve on their own is a potential recipe for power creep. This example I don't I don't think is because nobody's going to be breaking any records with ships with grade 5 F FSDs. If it was the largest class FSD in the game and it was uh, and it was a um collection of effects that made gave it a, a, a greater effective range than any other then yes you would you would be the CG would be would be crowning the would be permanently baking in a cohort of players who had a higher jump range than anybody else. That isn't the case because it's only class five. So it's, it's, it, it may at worst mean that the ships that use class five, 
class five F- FSDs. Some 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 owners of those can get further than others, but it won't be power creep in the traditional sense. Well, if it's the if it's the same stats, I believe that would affect buckyballing. Mm. Well, at the moment, um, Witherspoon has uh, spotted that the CMs admitted today that they didn't know what the spec of the new FSD module actually was. So um, <laughs> we're going to get a double-engineered module, but we're not quite sure what it'll do for you. I, I hope the power creep doesn't happen through that, because although it's a good incentive to do the CGs, mm-hmm. if they are like this um, CG. I mean, I... I you mentioned earlier about uh, doing it the proper way and uh, of hauling the stuff out there, but if you didn't have a carrier, it was an awful lot of hard work to ship yeah. enough tonnage out of there to get in the top 25%. Um, so I, I would rather personally have these sorts of rewards available to all players regardless of bank balance. So yes, you still had to do stuff for it, and, you, know, you still had to work for it. You still had to demonstrate skill to get it. I'm not sort of suggesting my win button, but what I'm not wasn't so keen on is having that open only to the players who had a fleet carrier. Yeah, um, the winter mute made a very nice uh, point. Oh, sorry, Bitstorm made a very nice point. Is that you know if you're out of the bubble and you can't take part of the these CGs, you're going to miss out anyway. There's a lot of people who will be miss, missing out on these um, these modules. I mean, I've tried for both, uh, and the first CG, I was at 75% until the very last day, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't able to get in on that last day, and when I finally logged in, I'd found I'd been bumped down to 100%, so I never got the module. And the other issues is, of course, you know, it's in this case, it topped 25%. Though, as, as I was saying, I wasn't able to even off one Thargoid interceptor. So, therefore, my contribution to that particular CG was a big fat zero. So God knows how I was going to be able to get get on the top 25%. Um, yeah, it's, it's, sorry, um, Colin. Well, As Stephen said, if you're an explorer, you know, the explorer is the person who would benefit most from that module, apart from buckyballers. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, it's just a class five. Well, look at the ships that have a class five jump drive, the Crate Phantom, the Asp. The aspects explorer, mm. they they are you know they would be knocking on the door of the anaconda, the jump range with this drive if it's what people think it is. So the very people who would benefit it most are the people who would can't, can't get, get it. can't get to the CGs in order to get it. Hmm, there is a certain level of irony to that. Ben, have you got any opinions on this? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm agreeing with the the level of that. You know, the kind of people who could benefit, who would benefit the most from it, might well not be in a position to actually get it, or at worst, it might mean they're you know, well, do I go on this expedition that I was wanting to do, or do I return to the bubble, potentially even suicide, return to the bubble, to get a reward that will benefit me in future events. Um, Can I- can I yep. just clarify? Is this are these CGs still ongoing? <laughs> no, it finished. It finished today. No, but the, the 
they have said that the that the CG's rewards are different from now on, and that there will be more of these CG's which will have this kind of engineered equipment. I mean, but I've lost my chance to get this specific. Yes, double engineered grade five FSD. This one, it might come back again. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it might come back again. It's, it's up to them. They, they haven't said it's. They haven't said it's exclusive. Yeah. Okay. Although Commander XLA has now just told me that the that the level that you needed to to um, get the uh, the the module for the Thargoids CG were the twenty five percent was that you had to have combat bonds greater than thirty eight million. So. That's that's basically sixteen. No, hang on. It's yeah. It's um eighty. No, hold on. How is it? Thirty-eight <laughs> to fifteen. Uh, Ninety. Nineteen cyclopses you'll have to wipe out in order to have any chance. That is that's punchy. That that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's like most of a day in a wing of thought in a wing of four. I reckon. But, but yeah, if they do keep doing this, then I think they need to. <sighs> We, we need the uh, the information that says is this power creep or not. Because if it is power creep, then I am uneasy about the direction it's going. Yeah. If, it, if it's simply like by having a a class C module and it having the same capability as a, as an engineer class A, mm. then I will go and so the power level, the jump range, and whatever remains the same. Then for me, that's less of an issue. However. As was said earlier, because this is a fast boot FSD, it could also affect bucketballing, which yeah. means I have to look at the spec of the ship in a bucketballing. Does I thought the the fast boot is that the 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 five four three two one thing? Because I thought fast boot was I've powered off my FSD and now I'm powering it back on again. I thought that's what fast boot did. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that the main point is um, personally. Maybe these items should only really be available to say the top ten. If they're going to be that overpowered, then really the number of them should be restricted. Fast boot is fast boot is when you switch off the actual you t- you depower the module and then you turn it back on again. Fast boot is um, it is not that the the countdown to each jump gets much. So how correct. How would that affect Buckyballers then? Because they're going to be turning their FSD off, are they? Well, it depends because if you are running at the limit of your power, yeah, but you, you can. You're, the, when are the Buckyballers going to be turning their FSD off? The, the only time it might happen would be if they're going into combat. And if they're doing a Buckyball race, they ain't going to be going into combat. Well, someone said that. Uh, well, got Wotherspoon saying that it really only the the fast boot is really only handy if you've got grom if you're being grom bombed. It's a very means- it's a very yeah. very specific mod. Uh, well, the um, other thing that we need to bear in mind, though, is doesn't it also uh, manipulate the optim- optimal mass of the FSD drive? According well, to Kaizen, it gives you a sixteen percent optimal mask mass or 15 percent rather uh which so you get slightly more range per jump so that is that is a big thing Mm. potentially Um, quite a big thing yeah 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 but what we're looking at is let's see there's three thousand people that took part in the cg the top 25 percent got it so what's that 500 people 
it's not going to be that many people who've got it. Also, as I've said loads and loads of times and will continue to say, to say, the existence of somebody with better stuff than me does not diminish my enjoyment of the game at all. This isn't EVE Online. It's not ARK. Elite Dangerous is designed to be fully enjoyable in any game mode and other, other players' progress or lack of is completely irrelevant to my experience. In things like buckyboarding, it does directly have an effect on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will. If if you're correct, if somebody can, if somebody can uh, get an advantage, if somebody can can jump faster than everybody else, then then potentially. But as I said earlier, if if you are if you're running an anaconda that's completely stripped down for range, and you're running the highest class of FS, FSD you can, you will be a, a grade five FSD won't be able to touch you. So it, it 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 will only give people an unfair advantage if they're doing buckyball races in a specific size class. Sorry. Right. Oh, we we, we got a cut off there. Did someone did cut you, off? What did you say, Shan? Well, which which people do. I mean, I'm thinking about also one the downsides of running an anaconda in exploration is the thing handles like a pig in supercruise. It is not fun to fly in supercruise when you're. It doesn't it, matter. It, that, that, well, it, does. it does because if you've got in there's, there's been times when i thought oh i'd really i'd really sacrifice this extra three years of light years of jump range for something that was actually nice to fly mm. so if you're talking about min maxing yes you know the anaconda still rules but in terms of an overall pleasurable experience uh, the crate phantom is a nicer exploration ship to fly. Yeah, yeah but you're, yeah, but the, the, the goalposts of this argument appear to be on roller skates. That it doesn't. I I, I I completely agree with you. My point that is that my point is that this doesn't negatively affect buckyball because yeah yeah the, uh, and, unless, all... it, unless it is unless it is it is ship size limited then it it has no bearing. And as Mac has just pointed out in the chat, you you can just ban them. You can just ban the module the same way that yeah. PV, PVP fights ban uh, regeneration lasers. According to uh, Witherspoon, the buckyball racers have already disqualified this module from their races. So, they, you know, they'd ask to see, okay, what's your build? And if you've got this module, and they'll say, now nah, you're disqualified. So, the sure you have to do that in the first place is a sign of power creep. Uh, maybe, but who cares? I, 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 this feels like trying to, this feels like slightly trying to find problems where they aren't, they don't really. Well, we don't know. It's all, it's all, it's all hypothetical at the moment because we don't actually know what the stats are. So. Yeah, yeah, but, but e even if it wasn't hypothetical, it would still feel like trying to find a problem. Like I feel, I feel like we're now saying, well, it doesn't impact my enjoyment at all, and it doesn't impact competitive play at all. But you know, it's still a problem in theory. In principle, you know, it's a slippery slope. Yada yada. Like it, you know, we're, we're sort of seeking problems yeah. where they don't exist. I think I do. I do feel like it's it's one thing where the frontier saying, well, this will be a nice reward, uh, something nice, and it's not going to put that too many in there and then all of a sudden everybody's going but that that ruins the entire game yeah exactly it's, it, it, elite is in quite a happy place it, i always think if if you if you if you read if you read reviews or watch videos about people playing elite the the overwhelming whenever i read about journalists talking about elite dangerous the, the overwhelming tone of it is always this is my experience as a as a pilot of a spaceship this is i, I play elite because of the the deep simulation and how it makes me feel. They do not talk about the incredible sandbox for emergent player based content and the uh, and the, the 
the the tense yeah the, the the stuff that comes out of of player interactions a great deal with with a few exceptions i, I just don't i just think we're, we're you know you, you have to really be looking for it if you think that this stuff is going to ruin your experience I, I it's, not, it's I, not what the ba- the game's built on I, I guess my and yes it's completely unfounded but i've seen it happen elsewhere and it might be wounds from that um my, my concern is is do up a jump drives and then is the next thing a railgun or is it a shield or is it a x y and z and yes you can go say well it doesn't it doesn't matter doesn't care blah 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 but then that's taking a very blinkered view of of the player base and so so all of a sudden do we do we get lasers with both corrosive and heat damage yeah you are right you are right but I, i i just think that there, there are two things. These are general principles that I've noticed in life. There are two things that people say that are nearly always indicative of intellectually bankrupt arguments. One is it's the principle of the thing. I've, I've, I've never heard anybody with an actually decent argument back it up with it's the principle of the thing. It's normally it normally indicates that somebody's got somebody's run out of points. Um, and two is it's a slippery slope. I, I, I've never heard anybody just sensibly justify something with its a slippery slope. It's nearly always shorthand for, but I don't like it, and I've run out of reasons, good reasons why. I, I, just, I just think that until that happens, this isn't this this really isn't a problem. Right. Okay. We're going to we're going to leave this here because I think this has got legs to come back to at a later point. But unfortunately, time is against us again. Uh, this week. So I'd like to take us all to the community corner. Um, first up, uh, the Dark Wheel has made it to Lave. Lave Radio would like to welcome the Dark Wheel to Lave in the name of science, reiterating that the Dark Wheel are in Lave with permission and have no desire, let's put that in air quotes, no desire to take the system over or indeed take the galaxy over. In other fronts, the Dark Wheel now owns Faralak and are starting the march to expand to LFT 509 in three jumps uh, to test the best of the three goals, hopefully around January. So, I for one welcome our friends, Sinister Overlords or something like that. We are the Sinister Overlords, apparently. Well, we're not the ones on the expansion drive. No, true. Uh, Never have been. Oh, oh I t- uh, actually, look, looking down, maybe I am on an expansion drive. I enjoyed uh, Kaizen posted a, a, something in our recording studio channel the other day, and he was like, now, a load of my guys have been saying that we should definitely displace you and take over Lave just as an experiment, and I've said that even if that that was an experiment that we wanted to do, even if, I definitely wouldn't do it without their permission. And uh, so so I'm just telling you guys that we're not going to completely take over your system and... and um, uh, and throw you out of your home, unless that's what you want. It was really amusing. Yeah, we come with peace, shoot to kill, shoot to kill. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right. Next up, Speedball 4. New Speedball 4. It's happening this weekend. Um, to get there, the Hull Seals have the HSRC Beachmaster leaving the system of Pliny on November the 21st at uh, 2 a.m. GMT. That's, that's 2, yeah, 2 a.m. Um, that uh, will take you to where the speedball is happening. Uh, we are including Which the FA. 
Yeah. which is with the FAQ, with the rules and the tutorial, we'll all have links in the show notes. So if you want to have a, a, have a look at them, we thoroughly recommend doing a speedball because <laughs> it's hilarious. It really is. Um, next up, and the pilot. With regards to speedball, I already have my, I've got, and I'm going to be taking an asp, no, a crate phantom along as well just to basically get exploded get exploded and yes there is also a most expensive ship or something like that to to die or, or something oh right so you've got to submit the yeah. the value of your ship so your gold-plated anaconda when it crashes into the um <laughs> they're going to crash it into the into a planet that that's the winner is it, it, it something something along those lines right um, right. Next up, we have the uh, the pilot who does some who does some fantastic videos. Um, he has done a uh, his latest YouTube video in, is entitled "Why Should You Buy Elite Dangerous in 2020." Um, you should retitle it. Why Why do you need to buy Elite Dangerous in 2020? <laughs> well, well you, you don't need to. That's the point. One is free in 2020. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, why should you claim your free copy in 2020? <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, I would recommend trying uh, to, to um, uh, catch up with the latest video from the pilot. They're always high-quality videos, and they're always got something useful to say. Um, next up, H and continuing the theme of free, HCS voice packs um, are... They're going to be giving away one of their voice packs for free to to, to coincide with the free Epic uh, store giveaway of Elite Dangerous. Um, so at the moment, there, there's a poll running to see which one it is. One of which is Leo, which is uh, I think the the Red Dwarf Holly computer. Norman love it, um, uh, and I haven't got that one yet, so I'm, I might be tempted. Um, but just to mention, they also have a new voice pack coming soon called Delta, uh, which might sound a bit GLaDOS-like. Did anybody else think that? GLaDOS or GLaDOS? GLaDOS. I, I mean, I thought having a psychopathic computer flying with you, Shan, would, would just be a home from home. Well, I, I'm just thinking back, because I remember conversations I had with HES guys years ago now that they were look, they were trying to get the actress who played GLaDOS mm -hmm. to do a voice pack. So perhaps that's happened. Perhaps it has. Well, um, you'll find out soon uh, because uh, Delta will be coming along uh, quite soon. But uh, personally, I'm still going, hoping that Leo is going to be the free pack. The other thing about people voice packs like that, and I, and I wonder if it is Glados has done it because I, I know they when they were talking about the Kate Russell voice pack mm -hmm. is that it had in it a a slight random chance of boosting when you put the dock command on. <laughs> <laughs> Was that just because Kate asked it to because she's mischievous that way? <laughs> well, well, she had this, she had this uh, computer called Doris, I think, in her yeah. book. Yes. That was slightly um, homicidal. So I, I think the fact they put this random boost in there was supposedly a Doris. But it's, ah, it's, drunk that's it's right. Cedric, but it's Cecil, sorry. Uh, Cecil does random things too, though, doesn't he? Yes, he does. But I think anybody who's bought Cecil should know what they're actually getting. 
True, true. Which is why he's disabled. You might <laughs> <laughs> Cecil was found to the top, isn't he? Yeah, Cecil was bought to help special effect. Yeah. Uh, but um, he's as he doesn't help me in the cockpit, he is permanently switched off. Well, I did. I did notice. Uh, oh, the truckers were playing the ship's parrots uh, on their show the other day. Actually, yeah, they, they were getting invaded by the parrots. <laughs> You're right. Right. I do apologise for that. Um, right. Moving on. Um, does anybody have any final business or questions they'd like to ask before we uh, do our shout-outs? I mean, we would like to hear what everybody's opinion is really of of the memorial idea that uh, you know the the Tienisla graveyard maybe idea would. I, I think we should ask the community to write our memorials for us. Oh God, no! Oh God, yes, yes, do it, yes. Yeah. Shan's dead. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> oh, no, that's horrible, Ben. That's absolutely a horrible thing yeah. to say. So yeah. basically. The question that you'd like to ask is, what would you like to see on the Lave Radio Cruise tombstone? Thank you. Oh, More specifically, what would you write on Shans? <laughs> <laughs> Beneath this sod lies another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are really, that's actually really bad taste. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah, Billy Conley apparently wants uh, a recording of um, whenever anybody stands over his grave. Uh, so as soon as you stand over his grave, a recording will blare out saying, get off my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I think you do that as well. I mean, uh, it's thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... so I mean, can you get graves with Facebook pages now and things? Oh my he, God, what? I'm sure you. I'm sure you get like social media grave kind of ideas. Jesus, well, it's well, modern it's, world. It's, honestly, ugh, that's so grotesque. It's a serious. It's a serious question. I mean, I know we we talked about it in <laughs> when Colin was dying. Um, Thanks. Was it was about a digital will? Of, you know, if one of us passed, how would we know? Other than that, we haven't been on the show for a couple of weeks. You know what? How do you let people know who don't know you personally that something that the worst has happened and what happens to your stuff and all this? Yeah, this, this is an interesting question. Is, is you know, it's it's a valid thing to think about. Yes, it's morbid, but in in the current climate, it's probably quite relevant. <laughs> yes, I, I like this one from uh, Kaizen. He sort of hears lies, dead Shan. Still as sus as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here lies dead Shan. He was not the imposter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we've, we've, look, we've got to stop. We've got to do the shout outs. <laughs> um, it, it can be a, a light-hearted approach to a serious subject. We do apologise if anybody else is affected by this. We are only joking. Uh, honest. Anyway, um, shout-outs. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30pm. Um, uh, <laughs> you can tune, at, t- tune in at twitch.tv at Hutton Orbital Truckers, all one word. Or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. 
Um, for the discerning commander, the likes of it to CQC action. Also check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC. There you will meet other commanders like Commander Obi-Wan and Commander Busketeer, who will quite happily murder you and make you feel about as skillful as a dead snail. Um, also, we'd also like to point out uh, we have a literary discussion podcast called Data Slate. Now, this podcast is done by uh, the station commander, Alan Stroud. Uh, next episode will be episode 20, which will be released tomorrow. We do ask that uh, it's part of the, the Live Radio Network. So um, if you want to have a, a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, uh, just pop over and subscribe with whatever podcatcher you use. Um, it, it will be always appreciated. Um, so we also hopefully have a um, Galnet news uh, from Commander Wotherspoon uh, to be uh, presented after the end of the show. We do. We do. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, so I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and the, all the other chats that have been going on, including YouTube and Facebook and blah, 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 because we can do that now because we're right, because we are awesome. So um, with that, that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, email us at info at laveradio.com. You can hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to do to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, and thanks to Souverine for joining us. And special thanks goes, as always, to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Um, but until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Two seconds, I'll be right back. 
according to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. I think you're right, though, Colin. What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? News Digest, 17th of November 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news... Duvals draw closer in the face of adversity. Gold taps in the coal sack. Mind the view. Pet rocks unite against the Thargoids. Duvals draw closer in the face of adversity. After being comprehensively defeated in combat and driven out of the Federation border system LTT-1935, the Imperial family appears to be drawing closer together. With Imperial forces driven back, Neo-Marlinist suspects who have been granted temporary Federal citizenship in the LTT-1935 system remain free to plan further atrocities and further strikes against both the Empire and against the ruling Duval dynasty are anticipated. It is in the light of this threat the Emperor Arissa has pardoned Nova Imperium leader Hadrian Duval after personal pleading by Princess Ashling Duval. Seems like the Duval family will put aside their infighting and jockeying for eligibility to the Imperial throne, and with the help of Senator Petraeus and the Imperial Internal Security Service will stand united against the NMLA terrorist threat in much the same way as pins stand resolute against the ball in a bowling alley. Gold taps in the coal sack. Materials to build four new Alliance starports near the Colsac Nebula were delivered so quickly that the Alliance has been unable to process them, and the construction of the four new starports has been delayed until later in the week. The Alliance had set its expectations low, anticipating that it might be able to build only one starport with three outposts. However, its expectations were surpassed, with its most ambitious target exceeded in record time. Expectations are now high that when the starports are eventually commissioned, they will have advanced outfitting, shipyard and other facilities, including a viewing platform inside the docking area and gold taps in the bathroom, and lots of Thargoids to kill. Because where would the fun be if they vanished? Mind the view. It's that time of year again. Fearless commanders are flying close to a high-gravity planet, dropping to normal space, turning flight assist off, and perversely keeping an even keel while trying to thrust upwards in a futile attempt to break the laws of nature, resulting in them plummeting towards the Taurus beacon named The View, at speeds approaching 4 kilometres per second. The trick, of course, is to attain these speeds, which are in the region of 12 times the speed of sound, without smashing your ship to pieces on the unforgiving surface of planet HR6164 ABC1. This location, the view, is infamous as a graveyard for many dozens of ships from the Distant Worlds 2 expedition, who discovered their underpowered explorer builds and paper-thin hulls were no match for a large piece of metal-rich rock. In fact, with the number of ships crashing there, the planet's getting more metal-rich by the day. If you would like to witness the spectacle, 
or if you would like to experience what a meteoric fall is really like, the event is taking place over the weekend of 21st and 22nd of November. You can read all the details at bit.ly forward slash SB4 forum. The Hull Seals carrier, the HSRC Beachmaster, will be departing Pliny for the race venue very early on the morning of 21st of November. So if you want to travel, make sure you're docked on Friday evening. And don't forget to miss the ground. Pet Rocks unite against the Thargoids. In what has been characterised as an offer of truly epic proportions, the Pilots Federation will be giving away licences and offering membership of the exclusive Club for Commanders completely free from Thursday for a week. There are concerns amongst Commanders that not everyone in the galaxy might have heard the glad tidings. So please, everyone, remember to post this news in all the forums. Repeatedly. Of course, commanders who are already in possession of a Pilots' Federation membership won't need a second membership. However, if they have a friend who's been struggling to save up the five credits to pay for a membership, this could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Commanders without any friends may like to consider whether their siblings, parents, children, dog, cat, hamster, potted cactus or pet rock might like to blaze their own trail in a dangerous galaxy. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Thank you guys.